Jerusalem army rising. There's going to come a time that the church will rise as the highest of all the mountains and saviors will be raised in the church to deal with the world system and let it be now. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the great commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right task collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. For we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Hallelujah. Amen. Many thanks to the Almighty God for yet another day. Another day to be found at his feet. Learning from him like Mary day. Like he told Mary, what he had learned, no one, no one can take it away from her. So we want you to come from your kitchens and come and sit at the feet of Christ. Make time and come and learn from the Lord Almighty. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with you. The Almighty is with me. The Lord is with you. The conviction that God is with us is in itself peace in the midst of this tumultuous world. Not just the cognitive knowledge but the conviction the fixed and firm belief that God is with us is in itself peace it's in itself peace. We have said that there are challenges in life. There are challenges in life. But life is also a gift. But in the gift, there are challenges. So 2022 is a gift of God to us. And that we should let it count. It should help us improve our lives. But it's not going to come without challenges. Because it is life to us and life is full of challenges. It is the challenges that gives us victories. So we should brace ourselves and face challenges in the year because that will mean Victory to the glory of God. Now we said that the human being, in spite of the challenges, the irony is that he has been made to manage the earth. So I think that even though we cannot eradicate all the problems on this fallen world, 
we can manage the challenges. We can manage the challenges. The problem why some crumble on this weight of challenges is because of two things we said. It is our thinking and our willpower. Isaiah 26 verse 3 and 4 said this. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You keep in perfect peace the one whose mind is stayed on you, steadfast on you. Because this fellow trusts in him. Trust in the Lord forever. Trust in the Lord in 2021. Trust in the Lord in 2022. Trust the Lord in 2023. For the Lord, the Lord Himself is the rock eternal. He is the rock eternal. The dependable for all ages. When we are not faithful, he remains faithful. And faithful is he who has called us. Now we should know that he is a dependable rock. He is with us this year too. So the Lord is with you. Just trust in the eternal rock. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays a lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. That is how powerful our God is. If the Lord is with you, who can be against you? So get your mind stayed on him and lay the foundation of peace. He is with you. Then we move on to talk about the story about Gideon. From Judges chapter 6. We saw how Gideon was running or hiding from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord came and named him Mighty Man of Valor. And Gideon seems to not to accept that, <laughs> that description because he felt that he was the least in his family and his clan is the lowest in Manasseh. Now, but the Lord encouraged him to go and deliver Israel from the hands of the Midianites with the little strength he was talking about. Because he will be with him. So we encourage you to just come out from your hiding place. From your hiding place. Now there was a sister. She used to have some complaints. Now she needed the fruit of the womb. But she also knows that anytime that she takes a seed, within that week, 
some kind of spirit will come and lay with her and then she will abort. Anytime that we went for prayer meeting, she will be screaming here and there and she will always go home very dirty. After some months, I felt that we have prayed enough. So I decided to listen to her. That was when she told me that any time that she would take seed, then within a week, that week, something will happen to her, and then she will see the men's second. Then from my narration, I realized that it was a fact. But should you sit down? For demons to come and sleep with you. So that you are bought. And this thing is continuous. When the whole Lord is with you. So I told her that we have prayed enough. If that is a problem, even if it is not medical, but it is spiritual. And then this one is a small challenge. Sister, you yourself, don't be a fool. If I were you, I'm not going to sleep for that week. I will wait for them in the night. Take the battle to whoever. And whatever. You looked at me. Don't always come for the pastor to be laying hands on you and you be rolling on the floor while you have the whole Jesus in your heart. Bra, yes, Ankasa, at Wakumem. She lifted her eyes. Maneniso looked at me. Shem kum. I took my eyes somewhere. Because I've told you what you are supposed to do. See, it teaches our hands to walk. For about a month, she was not coming for the prayer meeting. So I had to go to her house. But uh, something is going on. But she said, okay, she, she was fine. Um, she gave the excuse why she was not able to come for the prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. She was checking something. <laughs> she wants to come to the meeting with her testimony. Then after some time, about some four months. Somebody was coming like that. So you could always come like that and you always coming like this. What happened? She took what I said seriously. See, there are spiritual challenges. It doesn't mean that you should always dwell on ancestral cases. If they are even ancestral cases, face the fact. And table vits yourself. listen. If anyone is in Christ, the old is gone. The Bible says, Behold, the new has come. What it means is this there are facts. 
that there could be challenges in families there could be challenges depending on who you are where you come from which family you come from there could be challenges but listen if anyone is in Christ that old is gone the devil knows that the old is gone but you come and try and to find out whether you yourself you are aware that the old is gone. When you see that the old which is supposed to go is not going, confront it. And the Bible says, Behold, the new has come. So what you have to behold is the new. And he said, not the old. Now, he curses to the fourth generation. But in the new, he blesses to a thousand generations. Today, this baby, she is married. Yeah. <laughs> so, face the fact. Confront it. So we let's take the testimony of Oga again. Eight and a half years ago, I was condemned to die. A slow organizing death of cancer. The best medical brains in the country confirmed the sentence. I was at dead end street. The ultimate gaped at me. I was young. I didn't want to die. In my desperation, I phoned my doctor and cried out to him the despair in my heart. Rather impatiently, he upbraided me. What's the matter, Oga? I've been to any fight in you. Sure, you die if you keep on crying. Yes, the words have overtaken you. Okay. Face the facts. Quit worrying. And do something about it. Right then and there, I took an oath. And also solemn that the nails sank deep into my flesh. And cold chills ran down my spine. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to cry. And if there's anything in mind of a matter, I'm going to win. I'm going to live. The usual amount of estray in such advanced cases was administered to me for 49 days. And although my bones stuck out of my emaciated body, and although my feet 
were like lead, I did not worry. Not once did I cry. I smiled. Yes, I actually forced to smile. I'm not so idiotic as to imagine that merely smiling can cure cancer. But I do believe that a cheerful mental attitude helps the body fight disease. At any rate, I experienced one of the miracle cures of cancer. I have never been healthier than in the last few years. Thanks to those challenging fighting words. Thanks to those challenging fighting words. Face the facts. Quit worrying. Then do something about it. Then I added the Lord is with you. So last week we dwelt on face the facts. Face the facts. Facts are realities. But face it. Face the facts. Like the lady did. Even spiritual forces. We have been created to face those forces. Face the facts. Become. And see what you can do. Now I'll talk about quit worrying. Quit worrying. To worry is to torment or afflict oneself with disturbing thoughts. Is to afflict oneself with disturbing thoughts. Now to worry is to fret. To feel annoyance or discontent. Now, when you feel annoyance and discontent, it eats you away. Worrying is to cause mental pain. Or suffering with cares and anxieties. Uneasiness of the mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. So when we want to put all that together, worrying is fretting over yesterday's failures and disappointment and fearing tomorrow's challenges. Fretting over yesterday's failure or disappointments and fearing tomorrow's challenges. Worrying 
fearing tomorrow's challenges. Anxiety of life is bound to threaten all of us. Say what we are seeing we or how empire honda. The fear for the unknown is in all of us. So handle yourself care. So it does not eat you away. Anxiety of life is bound to threaten all. Why am I saying this? Luke chapter 21 from verse 34. Luke 21 from 34. Be careful or your heart will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxiety of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. That will take the 34 again. Be careful or your heart, if you are not careful, your heart will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxiety of life. And the day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. So anxiety is bound to affect all of us. If you are living on the face of the earth, then sometimes you feel a bit anxious. So don't let yours kill you. Then be careful. So your heart is not weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxiety of life. Now carousing and drunkenness is about the same. Carousing is reveling in drunkenness. And then he still used a word drunkenness. And then he says the anxiety of life. What does that mean? The anxiety of life. The way some people solve it is to get involved in carousing and drunkenness. And that one is true. That is how people want to solve their problems. It helps a bit. When you see young men drinking and getting drunk, people taking cocaine and heroin and all that, they, they just don't do it because they want to do it. Sometimes they do it because they have some challenges. They want to use that to solve a problem. Okay. Proverbs 31 verse 6. I'm trying to support those who have been drinking beer. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty. Remember their misery no more. Far and sad. It's good. Far and sad. 
Mandie ore sei ni bobisa ema ogre hofo manonnum na ni yure mfiri ni hia na wankai na mani ebiu you see so because people have challenges chance ni pawo how this scripture is saying that they they take to beer and drunkenness because they want to forget their mystery chosem ne se wonnum sansen a eboa won wo yure fi won how it helps momentary to me boa kodru baby but it doesn't cure the challenge. That is why Jesus is saying that be careful so that your heart is not weighed down by carousing and drunkenness. It will not take you out of the challenge. No. Sometimes when a father is being tormented by the challenge of paying school fees and he sees he doesn't have money. The little money that he has, instead of saving it, you see the man drunk. So because be a, he felt that, let me go and drink and then maybe I'll forget about this. So but it a, is just momentary. So there be a so don't be a drunkard. <laughs> don't be a drunkard. It doesn't solve this problem. Now the euphoria is just momentary. Now the greatest sermon ever preached was preached on the mountain. It is called the Sermon on the Mountain. And it was preached by the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to take a portion of it and examine it this evening. Matthew chapter 6, 25, 26, and then I'll take the 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the bears of the air. They do not sow or reap or store in bands, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let me just take it again. 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. People have challenges with that statement. Yes, say, what you eat or drink and about your body what you wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes and now then he went on and said 26 look at the best of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in bands and yet your heavenly father feeds them. 
Are you not much more valuable than they? Thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this statement has been so much debated upon. Do not worry about tomorrow. And the people will say, so uh, shouldn't I take insurance against the future? So some people have problems with this statement. But before you join them, let me first tell you what this scripture is not saying. Jesus is not saying don't plan. Two, he is not saying don't think. What he seeks to achieve here is for the disciples to have confidence in him and not worry. He wants them to have confidence in him so that they don't torment themselves wait or suffer from disturbing thoughts. So they don't cause themselves mental pain and suffering from the cares and anxieties of life. Worrying is harmful to both life and body. Worrying is both harmful to life and body. This is what Jesus is saying. So let's go back to verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your what? Life. What you eat and drink. Or about your body, what you wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? So the eating and drinking is to promote life. So once we all have life, we want to think about what we will eat and what we will drink so that our life will be kept. And then once we have bodies, you also want to think about what you wear. Now, you wouldn't want to go out naked, would you? I say, no. But he's saying that it's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. What is he trying to say? Let me just say this. You see, he's saying that you need food and water to keep the life. But if you don't take care and you are worrying and you are worrying over food and life, by the time you say Jack, the life is gone. Because 
ne watumi agi ni pedua ne esi wo nanso sa odwindwini bebre a okra no kra obetima hwere no we need clothing so that we don't go out naked okay. all of us yehia nya ebe fira na ye ho ana ho ana ya deja so ana but you can't be dwelling on that you can't be worrying over what I wear, what I wear, what my children are going to wear. You wake up one day and you realize that you can't turn. You can't turn. Why? Your side, one side of your body is too heavy. They will have to help you. Now, they try to put your legs down and you can't walk. Now you walk like this. Now, what kind of clothing will fit this body? By worrying, you have destroyed the body. Now the clothes come. And how will it fit? So, o dwindwini bebreya. To de bia na ye dwin, o dwin de wo be fira, de wo be fira, de me me be fira na ade nyina. O timi dwindwini a me be du bribe na fe de ni pedua no kra o sori a en sori bio. Na ne fa ajojo. Na ne fa na ajojo no na onante akura mpo asesa. Asa ni pedua no bebe adu no atade bie ni wa anase ntuma bie ni wa di fira no kra mpo a ebetumi ayeye. Enam sa dwindwini no ti hwe de akowie. It's better when you sometimes you even walk like this and your senses are intact. But when your senses are not correct, you have destroyed the body. Just by worrying, you have destroyed the body. And so what will the clothes do to you or do for you now? I told you, bro, you don't have to be a crown. 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 So what this scripture is saying is that warring can kill life and destroy the body. He's not saying don't plan. It is not about don't think. That is why he said that life is better than food and and the body is much more valuable than clothing. What worrying can do to you? Not many things can age or sour a person and destroy someone's look as quickly as worrying. That is fantastic. Not many things can age you. If you're a woman and you think that your husband is going out with a lady and so you're always worrying, anytime that the man comes, he looks at your face and then you encourage her to be following that lady because your face is aging. <laughs> aging too quickly. <laughs> and that lady is becoming fresher and fresher. So don't worry. Face the fact and do something about it instead of worrying. So who could you be a chia? So how no debia or baby fiano? Na a crown for ni. A crown for nintino. Now one nanka we are babawano. Who can come? Oh, Babri Wakura. We are sana babawano. Hono so yamono da. Na oh, more how no. A yakasia. Me how hokra. Jane the obeyon. So Warren will line our faces with wrinkles. Say how you Now when it's like that, no cosmetic will save you the situation. <laughs> the wrinkles are just to me. Stop worrying. And then your face will be fresh. The <laughs> <laughs> 
you take this message you save a lot of money now worry may turn her gray and in some cases even make it fall out it can destroy one's complexion your complexion, your color. Mm. Worrying causes heart disease. It is a chief reason why Dr. Ellis Carell said this, and I quote, businessmen who do not know how to fight worry die young. We saw how we inti ana papebia na oye juma ni pa ni din edi Alexis Carroll ni okanye no ene se wa wodi dwa no to wonim se ni awotumi di ohaw edi woni ohaw di asia wotumi wu ntem the businessmen who do not know how to fight worry die young by the time they are 60 59 they've had all the money but they die they die and they leave all they've made the money but worrying has killed them. I got if I want too many or how any yes, you know, and Pimpi, you know, when you need a jumenum, why you're more fracrampon, no more with sunset, obey to me, and yes, cardian answer, I drink dinner, it to me, a cumontem. Now, worrying can cause your nerves to break down. You can commit suicide, it can cause insanity. Okay, I drink dinner, and I saw how we say a mini year, it to me crampo, a day, say yes, say a more comfort, ever. Please take this. The Lord may forgive you your sins, but the nervous system never forgives. If you load it more than it can carry, it will break down and it will not forgive you. It will just crumble. Worrying causes ulcers and all kinds of ailments. So what the scripture is actually saying that worrying can kill life and destroy body. Jesus wasn't saying don't plan. By all means, take thought of tomorrow. Yes, careful thoughts. Plan and prepare against tomorrow. Jesus is not against planning. He is the architect and the builder of the whole universe. He's a master planner. In fact, he taught his followers how to plan to be effective executors. Now, Luke chapter 14. 28 to 32. Luke 14 from 28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the costs 
to see if you have enough money to complete it this is jesus for if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish now so jesus believes in planning so you can't possibly say something against what he believes no no his word and himself are one verse 30 or 31 or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000 now if he is not able he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace and yes sir so don't take thought of tomorrow does not mean don't plan he is only saying don't worry don't have the anxiety don't let the fear of tomorrow kill you he was not saying that don't think but there's a difference between good thinking and bad thinking. So that I want to look at the difference between good thinking and bad thinking. The chief difference between good thinking and bad thinking is that good thinking deals with causes and effects and leads to logical constructive planning yes it leads to logical constructive planning that takes you out of the predicament bad thinking frequently leads to tension and nervous breakdown bad thinking bad thinking is like sowing sawdust sowing sawdust is crying over spilled milk but let's listen to Paul from Philippians 4. Now he rise from prison to the brothers in Philippi. Philippians 4.4 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
so look at the circumstances he was in but he wouldn't allow that to affect his thinking he was not going to dwell on the chains and ask himself when am I going to be released who actually told the Romans that they should say this they should say that he was not blaming anybody Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. You can be in prison, but your mind is your mind. Your mind is your mind. Your legs could be in chains. But no one can chain your mind. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Sometimes we get mad because of anxiety and we are not gentle. But he said, be calm and then control your mind in the midst of challenges. Verse 6, please. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, now if it is beyond you, present your request to God. Present your request to the dependable God. Verse 7 says that and the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Sometimes you grant you his peace and when people who are around you know the kind of challenges you have they marvel at what kind of peace you have. It transcends all understanding. So guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will insulate your minds against every onslaught of the enemy. May God's peace guard our minds. In the name of Jesus. In 2022. May his peace guard our minds. Now verse 8. Finally brothers. And sisters. Now. When you want to think. He says that. Whatever is true. I say whatever is noble sometimes an act could be true something could be true but ask yourself whether that same thing is noble whatever is right what you want to do is it right now whatever is pure whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable. But if you don't fill your minds with lovely and admirable things, it can crush your mind. If, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If anything is praiseworthy, 
and excellence. Let your mind dwell on that. Verse 9. Whatever you have heard and received or learn from me or seen in me put it into practice I like this man Hallelujah. I like this man and the God of peace will be with you now the first one he says and the peace of God will protect your minds but when you start thinking right and doing right from what you have seen and heard from the man of God the God of peace himself will be with you so stop worrying. Quit worrying. Worrying does not mean stop planning. Worrying doesn't mean stop thinking. But he's only saying that be careful because life is better than food. And, and that the body is better than clothes. Because worrying has negative effects on the body. He's saying that challenges will come upon everyone. And some people, they want to get drunk because they want to take drugs because they want to get out of worrying. But I said it is just momentary. Don't try that. It is unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Don't go into drinking. Don't go into narcotics. At the end of the day, it will destroy the body. It will destroy the mind. But there is difference between bad thinking and good thinking. Above all brothers and sisters. Above all brothers and sisters. Above all brothers and sisters. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I can just imagine a wife who is quite angry, dwelling on what the husband has said. She's just dwelling on the words, the tormenting words that came out of the mouth of the man. These words are not lovely. They are not admirable. They may be true. They may be hard words. But they are not praiseworthy. They are not praiseworthy. They are not excellent words. So I want to encourage you. Take your mind off that. And dwell on that which will give you grace. That will keep your marriage intact. That will make your future better than your name. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me. Or seen in me, Church of Pentecost. 
put it into practice. The God of peace will be with you. May 2022 bring us peace as we keep our minds stayed on God. Because we trust in him. Quit worrying. Now, I don't want to end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord. He is the Prince of Peace. Now, when you have him, you have the foundation to live in peace. Now, if you want to give your life to him, and I, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, Today, I accept that I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins. And I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you have prayed this simple prayer in faith, you are born again. Join us in worship. If the church of Pentecost is too far away from you, the Pentecost and Menwa join any Bible believing church so that you will grow in the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Quit worrying. Face the facts. Next week, the Lord grants us grace. We will talk about do something about the situation. God bless you. Father, we thank you tonight. For this word of healing. Amen. Your word has come to heal us. From the state of worry. And Father, by this word, O Lord, may we come to a place of a new spiritual orientation. That we will turn our worries into prayer points. And present them unto you, O Lord. And instead of focusing on bad thinking, may we think about things that are true, things that are trustworthy, that are praiseworthy, things that are pure, things that bring glory unto you. May we rise about worry. May we quit worrying, O Lord. Father, we also pray for the sick and afflicted. Those who are emotionally afflicted, mm. but this way we send for healing into their souls. In Jesus name. May they be healed, O oh Lord, of every emotional disease as a result of worrying, O oh Lord. And may you touch their bodies and let every infirmity leave their bodies. May you touch cancerous cells. May you touch blood-borne diseases, O Lord. May the strength of Jesus speak, O God, in the lives of your people. And Lord, bring recovery and bring healing. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God, beloved, this is the day that the Lord has made. And you have every right to rejoice. And be glad in it. Today's message has been so solid. And I have taken note of so many things. And I believe you have also taken note of so many things. I have learned from today's message that worry can destroy your life and body. Worry 
can destroy your look. Worry can give you gray hair. It causes heart disease and ulcer. And even changes your complexion. And any businessman or businesswoman that worry, or you cannot fight worry, you will die very young. If it's my prayer that you don't worry about what you eat or drink, for God will provide it. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't think or plan. But have confidence in Jesus that he will provide so that you don't affect or inflict your mind with mental pain. May God be our helper. Amen. Before we take leave of you, I just want to encourage you to find a Bible-believing church or the church of Pentecost that is within your vicinity and fellowship with them. Give your life to Jesus and your life will never be the same. So we meet again. My name is Pastor Dr. Phyllis De La Cluche, Media Ministry Pastor of the Church of Pentecost. Have a productive day. Bye-bye. Yeah.